0: Hey, what's up, guys? For week 12 of Family Game Review's podcast, we're going to talk about Sonic Mania and Cars 3 Driven to Win. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Michael from Family Game Review. And hold on. Wait. I'll wait for the applause to end. Okay. <laughs> and as always, I have Camille, our senior vlogger, blogger, reviewer, and a.k.a. Candy Corn. Candy Corn doesn't listen to the haters. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I have created a monster here. I should have never played Costume Quest with the group and had her watch. She fell in love with Candy Corn. And, you know, she's not even a candy person.
1: Candy Corn does what it can.
0: If you guys are listening that make Costume Quest, you guys did a great job. But please just send her something to shut her up. <laughs> any case this week we're gonna do a quick podcast as always i know you guys are busy but you know soccer moms, soccer dads you know making sandwiches listen to this on any device maybe alexa hopefully i didn't troll your alexa on that but what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about two different games on two different spectrums that came across our desk uh one of them was sonic mania this came out in mid-august of last of this year and another one's cars 3 driven to win Mm-hmm. Now, this is a tale of two different games, and I'm going to just jump right into it. Uh, Cars 3, Driven to Win, and Sonic Mania are two different games as because of the fact that one is based of a icon of Sega's back in the 90s, and the other one is based on a Pixar franchise, which I love. And I'm going to talk about Sonic Mania first. And this is where, in our review, if you read the review on on the site and you came to the podcast from here, the one thing about Sonic Mania, and, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to disagree with me, but we do testing for the family, for every member of the family. And as much as I personally, as I grew up playing the original Sonics on the Sega Genesis and then Sega Game Gear and Sega Saturn and every console from the Dreamcast up that had Sega on there there were a lot of our younger gamers that were not comfortable with this old school platforming because they didn't fully understand or grip the whole grabbing of the rings, not getting hit and you know, the bonus stages and so forth. Um, this was kind of a very mixed bag of nuts when we started to play it. I, again, I personally loved it. I would have given it a nine myself, but when we started to tally up the scores from other testers and our special needs testers, by you seeing the six point five, you know, before you start giving us the hater rate on it, you know, kinda listen to why as an overall family game that this may be more geared towards the older gamers and or true Sonic fans. Now, Camille, I know you're kinda chomping at the bit to talk about this a little bit.
1: Candy corn doesn't listen to the haters. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> on the list of Candy Corn quotes. Um, I I think it's just really uh, an indication that don't just look at the old classic title and automatically assume that your younger gamers are going to love it the same way that you did back
0: 25 years you know, ago
1: 25 years ago um because we did we were very surprised we were surprised to get some mixed reviews especially from the younger gamers uh gamers on the spectrum who are more on the younger end um uh, it, it was just it was a really really a surprise to us that it wasn't a sure win uh, with all of our testers and because it is such a family-friendly game it was one that we were able to test with pretty much everyone mm-hmm. you know there was and that's a great thing it's extremely family friendly so there was absolutely no one with whom we couldn't test it but we were very surprised to get some mixed results so you know it's uh we do recommend playing it if you have a friend who has it if you can stop by for 10 minutes, play it yourself uh, and just sort of understand why uh the younger gamers might not
0: get it uh, yeah,
1: well yeah you know i i feel like i'm trying to bite my tongue here
0: but i mean there were some cheap deaths and and that's what kind of killed it for the younger generation was like uh, i remember during our special needs game testing and one of our special needs gamers you know she said michael i just died by touching something and she goes i had rings that should at least gave me you know the minute to get the rings back how did i die from a moving block that didn't crush me. And, and she's like, this is why you old people died so quickly in gaming. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, just be honest, why don't you? But she was actually be honest. I actually, what we do is we, a lot of times record footage, you know, random times when the kids are playing. And I actually went back and looked at the footage and I was like, wait a minute. There was nothing around her that would have caused the death. And, you know, I thought to myself, maybe it's the controls, maybe the controller settings. So I went back with another of the game testers and, you know, and for the Xbox one, at least we have our standard controllers and I use an elite controller. Yes, I'm special that way. I like my elite controller. Hmm. But, you know, we actually said, hey, right, let's use more precision on the elite controller, but we allow them to play on the elite controller and it was the same issue so we decided okay well let, let's let one of our you know sonic resident specials you know specialists that play sonic and nothing but sonic play the game she played it she ran into the same issue and she was like okay maybe this is a bug in the game they're gonna probably fix it with updates but those are the type of things that kind of made it unenjoyable for the newer gamers now mm-hmm. i'm not saying sonic is a bad game again i personally loved it but with those cheap deaths some questionable boss battles in which, you know, there's no guidance or rhyme and reason. Again, I can understand Sega's perspective. This is old school. Let's keep it old school. I respect them for that. But some of the newer gamers may not be used to it. Uh, I know with Call of Duty coming out next month, over the past decade since Halo 2 2- you know introduce auto regeneration I'm kind of going off topic on this our generation of gaming gamers are more used to auto regenerating and not looking for health packs so mm-hmm. with this new call of duty game coming out and reintroducing an old formula that may leave a little bitter taste for some gamers and that's what i think sonic did in this case is like you know i don't i didn't expect them to reinvent the wheel on something that was already you know gaming glory but I think as they were trying to approach everyone as being a family game, I think they kind of missed the point of realizing that younger gamers are not going to get something from 25 years back.
1: Well, for what it's worth, you know, I may not be a such a quote unquote younger gamer, uh, but I am someone who has not been playing Sonic for 25 years and. Um, you know, I haven't played Sonic before Sonic Mania came out, to be perfectly honest with you. So I was sort of a noob to the game. I'm a good example of someone who would be a younger gamer because I haven't played it before and it's many different versions and whatnot. Uh, and I did get frustrated. I hate to admit that, but I did. I got frustrated because... I felt like this was going to be just a very easy, fast, cruise-through game, collect rings, uh, sort of everything's happy, and, you know, but then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, without any warning whatsoever, I something just knocked all my rings off, or it killed me. Uh, and I didn't see it coming, it didn't... It didn't look necessarily like a quote-unquote enemy or a bed of spikes or anything like that. It just seemed really random. And so for me, from my perspective, I was playing it, and the thought in my mind was, but I didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So why did I lose all my rings? I didn't do anything wrong. Why did I die? I didn't, you know... Uh, go where I wasn't supposed to go or do something I wasn't supposed to do.
0: So why am I dead? Exactly. And that's what happened with a lot of the younger testers. Like The older testers said, oh, wait a minute, maybe something popped out of the background. And, and you know, they tried to justify this. And this this became kind of a debate where they're saying, well, you know, if something's going to pop out of the background, why is there any warning indication and so forth? And then this conversation turned into a little controversy amongst some of the gamers because they said... Well, when we play Crash Bandicoots and Trilogy, and this is a game that came around the same time that Sonic came around. We don't experience these things in that game. And I'm kind of like, oh, I'm going to stay out of this conversation, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. you know, and, 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 they, and they, I hate to say it. Some of the younger gamers were absolutely correct. They play Crash Bandicoot's, you know, trilogy of the original three Crash Bandicoot's. The game is a platforming game, just like Sonic is a 2D platformer with the 3D mix up with the crash. But Crash actually was able to keep it where both old and new gamers were able to enjoy the game. Now, I know I'm going to get hate off of this from whether social media or friends and family or others that are listening. They're going to say to me, Mike, you don't know what you're talking about. And you're right. You could say I'm not know- I'm not knowing what I'm talking about because you yourself may be a great gamer when it comes to Sonic. But what about someone that hasn't played the game like me? Mm-hmm. and they try to enjoy the game and they can't enjoy the game because they cannot understand all the bare necessities to it or like how the things work or how to work the bonus stages. One of the biggest frustrations were that when the characters went into the bonus stage, you know, it just says grab the blue spheres or, you know, reach this, you know, the spaceship or something. And they couldn't do it because all of a sudden the controls got very uncomfortably wonky. Now, to the defense of Sega, we do have an era where we have more analog controls or this is a digital control based game. But I would think maybe Sega would have taken a couple of minutes aside and said, OK, how about we gear this controller settings more for analog play mm-hmm. and not make it as frustrating? The game's $20, guys. You know, I, I, I encourage you to at least pick it up as a demo or a trial and at least try to play it and see for yourself. You know, don't take our word for it. We're just here to mm-hmm. kind of give guidance on what it is. But, you know, see for yourself. You may enjoy it. Maybe your kids may not enjoy it. But I would say this much. If you have a loved one or a family member that is a Sonic fan, this is highly recommended for oh, them. Oh, yeah. Only if they have been a fan since Jump. I mean, day one, they were playing the original Sonic on the Sega Genesis and everything. Then they will be the ones that enjoy it or, the most. Or
1: if they've been Sonic fans since then. Yes. I, I mean, you know, people have been be- born between then and now, you know, so...
0: I know how the birds and the bees work. We're, we're
1: spanning a few generations now. But <laughs> if, if they're already Sonic fans, then obviously it's a must have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that I think really saved it in terms of its scoring or, or rating was that no one raged out. You know, no, yes. no one really got enraged by it. It was just frustration. When we see a game that causes game rage, then I'm sorry, we have to call it for what it is when we see it, because that's one of the things that we most try to keep out of your house.
0: Now, here are some things I did like about it. The fact that you could play as Tails and Knuckles. There's a competitor mode, a trial time trial mode. Uh, some of the newer levels they introduce in a 2D environment like how the original game looked are fantastic. I, I was blown away with so, so much of the detail that they were able to keep as the original games, but add new flavor to it. So for those Sonic fans out there that's been itching to play a great 2D version of Sonic, this is a must have. However, for casual gamers and gamers that may get frustrated with platformers. Maybe is a best rental. However, before we get into Cars 3 Driven to Win's um, review, for PC players, Sega has been under a lot of controversy under Steam because of the digital rights management issue. I don't want to go into that about the podcast, but I will have a link at the bottom of the podcast itself that explains what the DRM is on the PC and how they're fixing this. Do not let that be a deterrent of not allowing you to enjoy this on the PC. So... With that being said let's go ahead and talk about cars 3 driven to win everyone here loved it cam what did you guys think it
1: couldn't be happier really uh especially when so many titles that we see literally from uh family-friendly games up to mature rated games you know and should be mature rated uh when they tend to come when they're designed around a movie, they tend to be rushed and they end up being a big disappointment. Yes. And cars it really they they knocked it out of the park. You know, it was really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um
0: I I could I mean if Camille will tell you, well I'm sorry, Candy Corn will tell you I am the worst digital game driver ever it is so true he cannot drive in a game and Cars three i was able to play with some of the testers and i was able to pick up power slide and turns mm-hmm. pick up power ups cars three driven to win is kind of based on the story i mean again for those that haven't seen the movie yet it's it's kind of loosely based on what's going on in cars three and what i loved about this was they didn't try to fully mimic this the movie itself. They actually went and added new features. Like there's a battle race mode, there's a stunt mode, uh, there's all these different modes. And and what makes the game more fun is that it's very friendly to pick up and play the game. Mm-hmm. And we even had some testers that were testing remotely um, when they had a they got a copy of it and they actually said Mike I'm not a racing fan and I really don't like kitty foo foo games how they one of our testers said it, but I actually enjoyed cars hmm
1: and we got really good feedback From different age groups as well It was yes. It's just a very fun game <laughs> You know it, It's Some of our older testers You know were Thought they were you know, we'll humor them for a minute. We'll play the game for a little while, and they ended up putting in like a good hour or two and checking out the different uh, gameplay modes. Mm-hmm. and And uh, they came back and said, "Hey, man, I ended up spending a few hours with this, and I like you know this mode more than that mode." And you know, my girlfriend picked up a controller, and she's not really a gamer, but she was able to get right into it. And uh, so for us that's a win-win-win when everyone in the family can pick it up and play and have a fabulous time uh that means that it's also a great game to pick up uh for parents and children gaming together mm-hmm. you've heard me talk before about the proven benefits of parents who game with their kids even if it's just for a little while uh it has great impact on how your child or your gamer may communicate with you in other areas of life, not just gaming. Uh, it's a great relationship builder. Uh, it's a great way also to spend time with a child who's on the spectrum. And believe it or not, one of the things that we found is that a lot of nonverbal gamers on the spectrum... Uh, somehow they they tend to communicate through games. Yes. And so don't overlook that possibility. You know, game with your gamer, even if it's only for a half hour. If you can put in an hour, that's great. Uh, but you learn a lot about your child. Uh, it, there's just so many benefits. I don't want to hog the mic here. You know, <laughs> but. It, but uh leaving my candy corn dust everywhere but it's just and this was a great game to do it with it was easy to pick up and play there was a lot of diversity in the gameplay modes uh, so you're definitely getting your money's worth there. Uh,
0: it was just all around. I mean, were there any nitpicks? No, that's well, there were some. And that one of them was from like older racer gamer fans that we, we work with. They were kind of saying the tracks are very simple, but that's the point. This is a kids based game. right?
1: If, they're, if you're used to Forza, OK, yes. don't expect it to be Forza. Or Gran
0: Turismo. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, is that. My daughter, when she and I were... When she was growing up, she loved cars. She would quote the damn movie all the time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I even sent... You know, I sent her, you know a copy and i said to her hey ashley why don't you try this out and she actually said dad i re- still remember the movie and now she's texting me all the damn quotes from the movie pit stop yeah pit stop but the thing is this is actually a fun game especially for grandparents that want to play with their kids even parents to play with their children this is a fun game that's that's what was fun about it it was not too difficult it's not too easy you know, there's a lot to do in the game, and that's what it what makes the game fun. There's a lot to do, and it's not something that a child will get bored with. Now, I will say, for older children, maybe after the age of eleven on up, some of them will get bored of the game because it's not as challenging as other racing games out there. But again, this was targeted and marketed towards younger, you know, children and fans of the car series.
1: Candy corn has a foot cramp and abstains. <laughs>
0: Oh, please, guys, if you're listening, please just send something, please. <laughs> but in any case, uh, I would, we would highly recommend it. And this is one of the also the rare titles that actually came out for the last gen. Uh, it came out on the Nintendo Switch, the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PC, Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. And what was the last time you heard me say it? a game came out on all the older platforms? Camille. Mm-hmm. That's what now, during our play testing, of course, we got a chance to test the PlayStation 4 version, the Nintendo Switch version, and the Xbox One. So we did not get a chance to test out the PS3 or the Xbox 360. However, from what my experience is, from seeing those games other than last generation graphics. I don't think there's any difference between controls or anything else. Apples to apples. Yes. So, guys, if you have, like, a, you know, gamer in your gaming family or you're looking for a gift for someone that still has an older console that's a younger child or is just a fan of the Cars series, Cars 3 is a highly recommended title.
1: Candy Corn has a point. Please. I don't actually. It was just on the list of Candy Corn sayings.
0: We're, we're just going to end this podcast. This soon, I, this, I, if you guys are listening. Wait,
1: wait. There's another one on the list.
0: Uh-oh. Uh,
1: here it was. Candy Corn has worn out its welcome.
0: Just send something, please. I'll pay for postage. <laughs> Midnight City, if you guys are listening, guys, you guys are great. Make a part three. Just please send something. But that being said, we're going to end this podcast at the 20-minute mark. As always, guys, I encourage you to hit us up on social media. Um, you know, with the hashtag #AskFGR, myself and Camilla always happy to answer questions. Uh, again, a gaming family that games together, stays together, stays together. It's true. It is very true. So, again, guys, thank you so much for your time to listen to this podcast and tune in next week where we're going to do a special podcast on one game that Camille and I found that may be great for older gamers and adults, which is called oh, Firewatch. I cannot. We're actually going to devote for that one. Yeah, we're actually going to devote that podcast to that because it was such a phenomenal game. So, oh. stay tuned for next week's podcast, guys, and thank you so much for listening. Have I'm a
1: out. great night, everybody. Thank Take you care. so
0: much. Bye-bye.